I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning, too. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Where does it start? Where does it end? However, you're taking us in, we appreciate it. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight, is here as well. Jeffrey, good morning to you, sir. You ready to play these games already? Yeah, let's get let's fast forward to Sunday. I'm good with that. Let's do it. I'm good with that. Let's do it already. I don't know how it can uh, top what uh, went down this past weekend. They'll try. Uh, we talk nothing but football this first hour. Will Hill uh, from our New York City cast, the host of the New York City cast at Not The Will Hill. He will join us a little later on to give his thoughts on championship weekend in the NFL. Mike Sando from The Athletic, our old buddy Mike Sando, joins us. Get his perspective on some stuff here. And, uh, of course, the crack man, our number two later on. But we begin with our buddy from Pro Football Focus, uh, research data scientist over there at PFF underscore Eric is where you can find him on Twitter to talk all things all season, look ahead to futures in the NFL, and get his thoughts on the playoffs moving forward. It's Dr. Eric Eager. How you doing, Eric? Gil, I'm doing great. Uh, as you said, like I, I'm conflicted between wanting the games to happen right now and 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 wanting to you know uh, soak in the fact that at, you know once it's you know 10 Eastern on Sunday, we're only going to have one more football game the rest of the year unless uh, you're a, a sick, unless you're sicko enough to bet on the uh, Shrine Bowl. <laughs> these these two Shrine Bowl Pro Bowls here next week, man. Pro Bowl. Don't know. We're, don't forget about that. That now that would be the ultimate sicko. Angle, I believe. Let me just ask you about what went down this morning for those who missed it. Uh, three years as the Packers offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, hired by the Broncos as their head coach. I guess they thought uh, he's going to take an interview in Jacksonville. For God's sakes, we got to keep him here in town. Let's sign him. Um, they felt that highly about him. Let me ask you really the basic question that I want to know is can you draw a line from that perhaps to Aaron Rodgers going to Denver? Is that what you're thinking? I think that that might be what they're thinking. I, given how unpredictable Aaron Rodgers is as a person, like I think that if they if they sign him to be the coach just for that reason, that obviously is not a good thing because a Aaron Rodgers is on the older side, and b like we just don't know what the guy's thinking on the daily basis, right? So hopefully they 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 sign him as the head coach for his own merits, and he you know has had some success. The 2017 Jaguars made the AFC title game with him calling the plays, you know, 
they I believe I, I can't remember exactly the years that he was in Buffalo, but I do think the one year they had a winning record despite having Kyle Orton as quarterback. So he he's dealt with kind of the the, the terrible quarterbacks as the OC. Um, at, you know, and then he goes to Green Bay where he's not calling plays. I, I think the, you know those are always the questions that people have to ask. Is you know sort of how do you attribute some of the success that folks are having? Uh, to the individuals, you know, that run an organization. Yeah, it is fascinating that of all the prospective candidates, he's the first one that goes. So you have to think there has to be some thinking on their part. Like, oh, if we get this guy, we can't let him go to Jacksonville. We got to gotta get the, uh, the real prize after this. Maybe. We'll see. We'll see if that happens. Before we get to your thoughts on uh, the championship weekend, I did this with our buddy Aaron Schatz at Football Outsiders. I'd like to do it with you for Pro Football Focus, which is for those who are thinking about betting futures, and it's going to be – a fascinating season betting futures also props sort of harkens back to two years ago when people were trying to get ahead of where will Tom Brady end up. Uh, they're going to try to get ahead of where uh, Aaron Rodgers will end up. Maybe others like, a, I don't know, Russell Wilson, perhaps a Kirk Cousins. I don't know. There's a lot of quarterbacks that could be moving. We'll see. But also just the general futures market, which is, okay, who's, who's a team that I perceive one way that might actually be better than I think they are, or the opposite of that? And so from your season-long numbers, Eric, what is, a, what is the best team that failed to make the postseason? Yeah, the best team that failed to make the postseason for us was Indianapolis. We we make them 3.2 points better than the average team on a neutral field. In fact, after last week, we have them power rated better than the Tennessee Titans, who were the one seed in the uh, AFC. Now, you have some things that you have to resolve there. Uh, you you had uh, Jim Irsay, a very uh, interesting uh, video that seems <laughs> to imply that he doesn't want uh, quarterbacks like Carson Wentz anymore. Um, but you look at that roster, it's a you know, very – it's an interesting roster. There's a lot of good players there. They need some more impact players at impact positions like wide receiver and corner and obviously quarterback, but great head coach, I think good general manager and a division that isn't particularly strong and a team at the top of the division that I think is teetering on a possible collapse, right? Where Ryan Tannehill is still at quarterback. He's got to be the quarterback next year. We've seen those limitations. And then Derrick Henry, if you look at Derrick Henry's efficiency numbers, they're trending downward uh, as, you know, from his brilliance. Um, how much longer can Tennessee do what Tennessee's doing? So I think Indianapolis would be a team that I would, I would be uh, bullish on going into next year. All right, Jeff, uh, you have breaking news that isn't really breaking news. No, it's not really breaking news yes. at all, but uh, Ben Roethlisberger uh, with a, a video message uh, saying he is officially retired from the game of football. Yeah, he was being a little coy about that, Eric, down the stretch where he was, you know, we knew it was his last game with the Steelers, but he never really used the language of retirement. And I, I don't know what you make of that in the end, where it was like, was he just like giving it a few days to see if there might be yeah. any feelers out there? Was that what was going on there? Yeah, it's so weird. Like, um, I, you wonder, and and I think I think the same thing about Rodgers in a lot of ways. But even Eli Manning, you know, you think about these quarterbacks who Big Ben's 2006 to now. That's when we've collected data. I think is the fifth or sixth most valuable player in the NFL during that time. You know, it's behind the usual suspects: Breeze, uh, uh, Rodgers, Brady. Even though, uh, and then I believe it's Philip Rivers, actually his draft mate, who is just slightly more valuable than him on a PFF WAR standpoint. Um, but he had a great career, and I think. We all kind of remember him for being garbage the last two years of his <laughs> Sadly, career. Sadly, right? Sadly, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I think, and I think that that's you know maybe not you know I, I wish 
and again, you never know. Like, it, we'll we'll figure it out later. But like, do you, do you, Gil, when you think of like Eli Manning, who was drafted in the same draft as Big Ben, do you think of him for the two Super Bowls still, or do you think of him for being kind of terrible for the last five years of his career? I think of all of that in one sentence, right? I was like, we're largely mediocre, but had these two shining moments that you know, God bless him. What a, what a stroke of you know, good fortune for him. And maybe, you know, and not just good fortune, obviously, uh, he was good enough to get those two games done. But, uh, th- yeah, it's all in one sentence for Eli Manning. I think it, most people feel that way. Yeah, and I think I think Big Ben, luckily for him, just he had the injury in 19 and then two bad years. He was The team was good last year, but he was terrible in 2020. And I think in 2021, I don't know what the heck the Steelers were really, but – um, you know, maybe it, that the fact that it was just like two or three years, well, it'll w- wear off because I think Big Ben, if you just you know, take a step back, had a wonderful career um, and he obviously is going to go in the Hall of Fame. Straight to the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. I, yeah, I think we think of those two guys quite differently. Uh, Big Ben really had the, you know, the trajectory of a great career. And then really, as you said, the word you use garbage at the end. Uh, so uh, besides the Indianapolis, because I don't want to I don't want to Indianapolis answer is uh, is more apparent, I think, to most than others. Is there a team right below that? that most people wouldn't be, you know, sort of nonplussed by one that they'd be sort of like, Oh wow, that's an interesting team. Uh, yeah, I think, well, the not making the playoffs thing I think is maybe, uh, you know, cause the, the obvious choice is the chargers. They have a great quarterback, a coach that I think, uh, most people respect, uh, you know, for, for how aggressive he is. The Ravens are another team that didn't make the playoffs that I think will be fine. Um, but maybe, maybe looking at a team with like kind of a bad record, um, you know, yeah, that's what I, I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah. A team with a bad record that has a shot to me. Um, you know, I, I do think like a team like Detroit is going to be pretty good pretty soon, you know, and, um, not to say that Jared Goff can take that team to where it wants to be. Um, but you look at Dan Campbell, especially people who back Detroit on the betting markets this year, like they were very good above expectation. I think as you, as we sort of go through and Brad Holmes gets another opportunity to draft, um, and put, you know, wide receivers into place after he put a tackle into place this year. Um, you know, the defense, uh, you know, getting better and being, I think, schematically sound a division that is probably going to lose two pro bowl quarterbacks and cousins and Rogers from the mix and a Chicago team. That's not starting over, but, but, you know, has to hire a new GM and a new head coach pretty soon here. Um, or, or did, and you know, then and we'll have to incorporate those guys. I think Detroit's going to be a team that's going to surprise some people. Hmm. Famous last words. Famous, no, but interesting. I mean, that's that's the kind of thing we're looking for. Just uh, something to file away, especially if Aaron Rodgers leaves that division, right? Something to file away or leaves the conference Detroit, entirely. Yeah. Detroit played the second hardest schedule in the NFL per our metrics this year. Um, so, like, I, and I, I, I think when you watch them, the word plucky is is sort of the way I would describe them. And plucky is is on the path to being good, I think. Plucky. I like that. And and the worst, like, one of the worst secondaries ever, too, right? So, like, huge room to improve there. Yeah, Jeffrey Akuda was a third overall pick just two years ago. He's hurt. Amani Ariwarie, he he had like six or seven interceptions this year and then got hurt down the stretch. Like there's building blocks there. And again, you know, the path and we just we've just seen this. Like we were gonna be talking about a team like this this weekend. The Bengals were two and fourteen two years ago. Yeah. And, you know, all it takes is a is is, you know, uh and you look at what the Bengals have done in their secondary, you look at what the Bengals have done up front with Trey Hendrickson, um, you know, the weapons they put around Burrow, and then obviously the centerpiece is getting the young quarterback and and supporting him. Uh, I think that that, you know, 
if Detroit can find a good offensive coordinator, I think that was the issue this year. Anthony Lynn was just not it, and they had to go with Dan Campbell. They have to find a good offensive coordinator. But but if they do, uh, then I think the path to them finding a good young quarterback uh, and emerging as a team in the NFC North that can win that division um, for the first time since 1993, uh, they'll they'll uh, they have a better shot than they normally have. Real quick in these last 30 seconds before we go to break and before we get your thoughts on the championship weekend, if Tennessee is the most sort of uh, paper tiger of the bunch per your numbers. Give me another team that had a really good record that you felt was overachieving. Yeah, maybe not really good record, but I do think Philadelphia's uh, pop-up season this year is a little bit more of a mirage than anything else. I think I, I think it's going to be it's going to be hard for them to compete consistently in the future. All right, championship game thoughts from Eric uh, from his perspective, from his metrics. Uh, also, maybe who he thinks uh, Pittsburgh should have as their quarterback. Should they be content with Mason Rudolph as their starting quarterback? Uh, we'll get to that and his uh, most amazing stats of the year. If he's got one or two of those, it's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Football playoff season is here, and it's time to download BetMGM Sports. It is Nevada's premier sports betting app, BetMGM, with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today and stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada, whatever your sport, whatever your betting style. You're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Skill Alexander, uh, Eric Eager, Dr. Eric Eager from Pro Football Focus. Kind enough to uh, join us for a for a second segment here to talk uh, all things football. Uh, for those who missed it this morning, uh, some some coaching news. A lot of people thought that uh, well, some people thought that Dan Quinn was headed over to the uh, Broncos to be their head coach, but instead it ends up being Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, former offensive coordinator of the Green Bay Packers. So that's the latest. And then Big Ben making his retirement now officially, not just leaving the Steelers, making his retirement official. Who might be? Like, if you're wa- if you're waving the magic wand here, Eric, who's the fit for the Steelers at quarterback? Oh, man. And by the way, I'm hearing Dan Quinn believes he is going to be the head coach of the Bears. Um, mm. A little bit of uh, a nugget there. but We can bet uh, on yeah. these things, so that's good. Dan Quinn Bears, write that one down. Um, yeah, I, the, the big Ben thing's interesting, right? Because, you know, it sounds like they're going to at least give Mason Rudolph a shot. 
They're probably going to give, um, you know, Dwayne Haskins, you know, at least a chance to compete. But I think you'd be, and, and if that's the truth, if they're if they're not lying about that, then it, it doesn't make a lot of sense for them to go after Russell Wilson, for them to go after a Aaron Rodgers or, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins, somebody like that. It might be more of the Jameis Winston. And I think if you put Jameis Winston in a quarterback battle with those two, he wins seventy uh, percent of the time or more. Um, so that that could be an option. Uh, the roster is kind of weird for the Steelers. They do have some good players, but. You know, they're they're also a lot of guys are coming up for deals and stuff too. They might use this year to sort of let everything breathe. Um, that doesn't seem to be part of Tomlin's DNA. A guy who's never had a losing season in the NFL, though. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting one. I I I don't know if I quite believe them that they're gonna they're gonna put faith in in uh, Haskins and Rudolph. Yeah. Uh, to compete in that job, so uh, yeah, it'll, it's a it's an interesting job. Pittsburgh's a great place, um, and uh, you know it's a storied franchise. And you know, for a lot of quarterbacks, it might be a destination spot for them. Absolutely. Uh, was there a stat? Was there a year-long stat or stats, whether team, whether you know player, whatever it was, that you thought was like stat of the year status, if you will? Actually, it plays into this week's game. I think um, when you look at uh, we we chart something called you know basically whether or not you disguise the coverages for a team, right? Um, so if you play like too high pre-snap and then you play one high after the snap or vice versa, you know a lot of quarterbacks struggle in that area. I'm going to talk about Jimmy G in a second, but um, interestingly, the Rams do that nine percent more than any team in the NFL. They disguise coverages 9% more than any team in the NFL. However, they disguise coverages 14% less on early downs uh, when they face the 49ers than they do any other team. Oh, Meaning wow. that all the, all the motion and all the kind of stuff that Shanahan likes to do, that keeps the Rams from trying to disguise their stuff. And you you sort of were looking into clues as to why a Niners team has beaten this Rams team six consecutive times and covered six of the last seven. And it's I think that, you know, Shanahan, you know, the way that he can sort of manipulate what the Rams want to do better than anybody else is maybe one of the reasons. That's fascinating. So I what I thought, by the way, what I predicted was you were going to say the whole Matt Stafford thing, which also played into this, you know, this team, obviously, that plays this weekend in the Rams, that that he had this unbelievably weird thing this year where when you pressured him, he was spectacular. And of course, everybody giving Todd Bowles crap for pressuring on the last play that went to Cooper Cup behind the defense, setting up the, the game-winning field goal. And But then when he wasn't pressured, it, almost as if when he had too much time to think about stuff, yeah. his performance level dropped. But instead, your nugget is fascinating. So, so Shanahan's Shanahan's motion, you know, so much, so much going on on offense in effect prevents the Rams from doing what they normally do in a dramatic way. Correct. And, and there, you're going to see, I think it exacerbated even more because, you know, no Jordan Fuller who used to call that defense, um, you know, Taylor Rapp was injured last week. I'm not sure if he's going to play this week as well. They brought Eric Weddle out of retirement to play. So I think like the, the Rams are interesting defense because, they have engineered their defense to stop the, the Chiefs and the Bills and the teams like that, right? They play the least number of men in the box in the NFL um, on early downs, and they play the you know the two high shells and like they they sort of rotate the safeties and all that. And the Niners' offense is not the offense to do that against, right? They're the offense to sort of play base defense and be physical and all that. And I think like 
you know, and I, I've made this analogy a few times. It's probably lame, but they're like, you know, the, the Niners offense is like the second prettiest girl at the bar in, in a beautiful mind. Like no one's paying, you know, <laughs> there's no competition, you know, and, and so Shanahan can sort of like, you know, Shanahan can keep his offense while everybody's sort of rushing at the Chiefs and the Bills and trying to stop those offenses. He's sitting here like as a mad scientist, you know, a very hard prep preparation for him because all the, you know, all these defenses are not engineered or geared to stop him. It's interesting. So then brass tax this for me. You're betting this. Uh, where do you go? Do you take the Niners plus the points then? I think I do. I mean, I, I three and a half, and I know you know it opened three and a half, uh, juice to minus one twenty. It's now minus one fifteen in most spots. So people are betting the Rams. I can see why. Uh, your point about Stafford is is well taken, and I think you you rebut that by saying, look, like play against the blitz and play against. Uh, you know, pressure is pretty unstable, right? And and I think people will tell you that that's because that is, you know, pressure and blitzes happen different ways. Some blitzes are simulated, right, where the coverage behind is fairly, you know, structured still. And some blitzes are like what Todd Bowles did, which you send five and then you play man coverage on the back end. And I think the Rams have the goods to, to you know, go up against that really well. So, the I, the 49ers don't really blitz a and they they cover pretty well in the back end and guys like Armstead and, and Bosa can really get home without the without the the need of, of a fifth rusher so you know going you know back to Stafford sort of clean pocket stuff and it's like I don't necessarily know if he's going to be able to produce the way that he's produced against other teams this year um, you know there's so I, I do like the Niners plus the points here. I also think over, like I, I think, um, you know, Niners over nine and a half first half points, Niners over 21 points uh, total in the game. I think 21 and a half maybe is, is, is where I'd stop betting. Um, but 21, like all those, uh, I, I think the Niners are going to be better offensively than they were against Green Bay just for, for the sake of weather, but also for all the things I talked to you about, uh, you know, and how they can neutralize a Rams, uh, a Rams defense. All right, and then the Chiefs giving seven to the Bengals uh, in the early game of the AFC Championship. Chiefs, they're hosting their fourth consecutive uh, AFC Championship. Hasn't happened since 1970 that a team has done that. And on the doorstep of going to their second straight road Super Bowl, which is just such a historical anomaly when no one played a home game in their home stadium in a Super Bowl ever until last year. Obviously, it was during a pandemic. Uh, Chiefs minus seven, total 54. Which way did you go here? Yeah, 54 is is kind of – I kind of like under that. I think people are always – people are going to look at last week's game and and say, oh, my God, that game sailed over. I mean, they were basically a, a stop of Josh Allen on a fourth and 13 away from kneeling that ball ball game out, right? And and not necessarily kneeling it out. They needed one more first down. But that the Chiefs' offense has been in this, like, realm where they've played efficient football, but – they've played it very slowly. Like Patrick Mahomes last week, no pass attempts over 20 yards in the air. Um, and, you know, they just, they, they cross the street 10 or 12 times on the way to the end zone. And I think they're going to, you're going to see a similar thing with, with the Bengals here, right? Like the Chiefs sacked the Bengals four times when they played at Paul Brown stadium. I, I don't think you're going to get the big plays that you got just because those are pretty noisy. I think you're going to see a lot of the Bengals moving the ball. And then the, you know, the chiefs getting a big sack near midfield, you know, Cincinnati having to punt and then the chiefs having to go 90 yards and, and something they're very willing to do. And they're very willing to do it patiently. And so even though I think both offenses will be efficient, I think the pace of the game is going to be a lot slower than what people believe. Um, and so, 
you know, it's tough. I mean, uh, again, famous last words, but I kind of like the under in the Chiefs-Bengals game. Under 54. Uh, there's, you know, people can bet Super Bowl MVP right now, obviously not knowing which teams get there. Um, and some of the interesting numbers are because we have a presumptive rookie of the year in Chase, a presumptive offensive player of the year in Cup, obviously Hill and Kelsey, uh, household names, Debo and Kittle with the, you know, playing along the fourth of the four quarterbacks in Garoppolo. I think people would rank him fourth of the four. So you have these interesting possibilities, even though 31 of the previous 55 MVP trophies have gone to a quarterback. Hill and Kelsey are 20 to one. Debo's 16 to one. Uh, Cup is eight to one. Chase is 35 to one. Would you make a bet on, on one of those guys right now? I like, I mean, I do think the Hill and Kelsey ones are good. Um, I know uh, our friend Rufus was still tilted over the fact that Damian Williamson went MVP <laughs> two right. years ago when when uh, the Chiefs won. And I think, that, you know, as you said, quarterback is normally the one that gets it. Last year, you know, the Bucks defense was so good they gave it to Brady because they couldn't concentrate the, the credit on just one guy. That's right. Um, so. Hill and Kelsey are big enough superstars to win it if they deserve it. So those are my, those, guys. those are my favorites of the bunch as well. Eric, great to see you. Enjoy the football this weekend. May it be half as good as last week. Gil, thanks for having me on. Take care. Thank you, brother. Derek, uh, I should say Dr. Eric Eager. I melded Dr. and Eric into one word. Dr. Eric Eager for Pro Football Focus. Mike Sandel from The Athletic next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is never too early to prepare for the big game, and we want to make sure VSIN is a part of your plans. We'll be with you throughout the playoffs, and then on big game weekend, we'll have 56 hours, count them, 56, of free video coverage on VSIN.com leading up to our sixth annual live big game betcast. We look forward to that. It's the biggest game of the year, so make plans now to join the VSIN betting experts before, during, and after the action on VSIN.com. Primetime action crew will start it on Friday night. Uh, Matt Kelly and I, along with Mike Pritchard, will do the game itself. Stormy Bonatoni will run point for the entire uh, affair on Sunday. So we look forward to that. Who knows who will be there? We'll find out this weekend. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, this gentleman writes for The Athletic. Met him at the Sloan Sports Analytics Conference at MIT many years ago. One of the nicest guys in the business. Uh, not only writes for The Athletic, has a Hall of Fame vote in the National Football League. Uh, the Football GM Podcast is where you can find him as well. At Mike Sando NFL on Twitter, or at Sando NFL without the mic, at Sando NFL. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mike Sando. How you doing? I'm doing well. It's early here on the West Coast, but I'm happy to be up with you and ready to go. Oh, are you on the West Coast? I apologize. Uh, that's why I got the hoodie on and the hat. I don't really get going <laughs> until, I mean, it, luckily I've got my nice pretty backdrop for you, but I didn't even know we were doing video, but I'm awake. Oh, you know, we're ready you, to go. I'm ready. You are, I, I'm ready. Let's go. You are the greatest. Okay. So we get to bet on certain things, Mike. Let me, let me take it, take the world from our perspective here at VEASAN. We get to bet on things like where will people end up as head coaches. Obviously, this morning, we had the first vacancy yeah. filled with uh, Nathaniel Hackett uh, going to the Broncos. I is anything in your sphere hearing that one person is probably close to a certain job? Obviously, we've heard Leftwich, Brian Leftwich tied with the Jaguars. Most people assume Dennis Allen's going to be the Saints coach. Anything else out there? I, I've been waiting to see what happens with Dan Quinn. You know, we thought that uh, Denver was a, was a spot for him. I wondered if he was a little bit of a, a domino that was waiting to fall here. So I think it'd be interesting to see where he goes. Dayball to the Giants makes a lot of sense, uh, wouldn't you think? His relationship with uh, mm -hmm. 
his relationship with Joe Shane, and then also the fact that he had a real nice track record with Josh Allen, who had some bumps on the road early on in his career, and people weren't sure uh, what he was going to be. And here he's developed really nicely. And, and now we have the Giants coming out and saying, uh, hey, Daniel Jones, we screwed you up. You know, that, that's what uh, John Mara, the owner of the Giants, said. So you would think then if they're if they think they can fix uh, – if they can fish jo- fix Josh Allen then, or fix Daniel Jones, you better get somebody who's a fixer, who's got that record of doing that. Well, who does Joe Shane know who's one of those? Who, and who's done a better job than the Bills? Yeah. Really. When you, when you look at it, I did a piece today on The Athletic about, uh, you know, if, if, if you could pick between Burrow, Herbert, and Josh Allen, who would you pick? And one of the interesting aspects from the Josh Allen standpoint was he was basically not uh, a great passer early yet. They didn't turn him into the Cam Newton offense right away and just run the ball and take it out of his hands and not let him develop that way and protect him that way. They uh, kind of fixed his passing first and now they're mixing in the Cam Newton run game, right? right? Now they're having him run like that. Isn't that, that isn't that interesting that they did it that way? Uh, and now he's a, he can do either. He's an excellent passer. So um, I think you could easily sell that in that market, and it might be a good move. It might be the, the way to go to help Daniel Jones if you think he's got some talent and, and can be developed. One of the other great uh, pieces that you wrote here recently uh, at The Athletic, and, and I didn't see this. I was, t- I was ruminating about this live on air, and then I saw, as b- before your appearance here this week, I was like, oh, Sando was all over this too, which was the notion of the Niners – and them, you know, really kind of with the third pick in the draft, ending up drafting a player that hasn't participated, right? By yeah. choice, Trey, you know, Trey Lance has not been a part of this. Then there's other aspects where, you know, we all thought Trey Sermon was going to be there running back. Turns out they preferred other guys. They moved Debo Samuel over, right? And, yeah. and what could have been? I mean, this team is already in a championship game. So, I mean, what was your conclusion on all of that? <sighs> to the moon, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Well, so they they held the 12th pick in the draft, and the 12th player taken was Micah Parsons, and 13 was Rashawn Slater. And those were two players that, uh, I mean, I talked to a lot of people before the draft. There was a little bit of debate on Slater because they didn't know about it. Was he worth it? Was he a tackle or a guard? So there were some people who weren't going to take him that early. Uh, But there there were people who thought Micah Parsons was their favorite, you know, one of their favorite players in the draft. So it's very plausible that... Had they stayed at 12, they get one of those guys. So I thought uh, Rashawn Slater would have been very interesting for them, just as a building block for their offensive line. They Sure, they have Trent Williams. They have Mike McGlinchey, but they really had issues at guard. And obviously, Trent Williams is older, and they've had McGlinchey and Williams miss time. So my the way I kind of spun it that I thought was interesting was, what if uh, they took Slater there and then basically Garoppolo doesn't get as banged up during the year because yeah. you can you can blame him for the you know running outside the pocket and blowing his knee on kind of a, a bad play early in his career. But I think this year he got beat up a little bit and they had some issues on their line. So if if they don't start three and eight or three and five in their first eight games, maybe they're five and three. Shoot, they might have been in an even better position going down the stretch and or even now this week might be in a better position uh, to win a game. And I think. We haven't thought that way because I think most of us felt like it would be nice to upgrade from Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Right. Uh, uh, but 
where's the upgrade, right? I mean, we don't know any more now about Trey Lance. Maybe he's going to be great, but maybe you'd like to have the 12th pick in the draft right now to help <laughs> you beat right. the Rams and maybe win the Super Bowl. It's so true. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a fun one. And it shows it's hard to plan and project in the NFL, right? It's just, I think it's easier to criticize the Packers for using a first round pick on a quarterback when you had Rogers yes. because you have to be able to evaluate your own. And I was saying, and coaches were saying that he, he, he hadn't really dropped off a ton. They had issues around him. Guys weren't catching the ball. And we can see now with a little bit better offensive system and guys uh, have played better around him that, you know, he still looks pretty good. So that's a little easier to criticize. The 49ers is a little bit in between. I think it's fun. It is. We we do have to keep that in mind that that the draft is the most inexact science on planet Earth. It's so easy yeah. for us after that. And then the Jordan Love thing, not only picking Mike, but trading up to make that pick, if I'm not mistaken, right? Well, and also when everybody thought they were going to take a receiver or something to help them offensively to mm-hmm. get over the top, and then you look at Michael Pittman's there, T. Higgins are there. They were both picked within the next ten picks. It's easy to say that those were guys you could have chosen from, right? I mean, I think most people felt like they were in that range. So uh, they were both 1,000-yard receivers this year, by the way, while in their lose-out game, the Packers were thrown to Devontae Adams and nobody else. So, again, fun to yeah. second-guess, but uh, you so other people could make the case that, hey, whatever spark you lit under Rodgers and you've had to deal with a bunch of fallout, you've gotten a really sharp player. He's been – you could make that case too, That's right? That's true. So, yeah. Um, I don't necessarily believe that. I think that you could still get a player and coach Rogers and get the best out of him. But that's why we have sports talk shows to debate these things. It's really interesting <laughs> to think through them all, isn't it? it? It sure is. And one of the things that we like thinking through is these games in front of us this weekend. We got a couple minutes here left, yeah. Mike. Uh, obviously, yeah. the first game, the uh, AFC Championship, Bengals at the Chiefs. Chiefs favored by seven uh, in that one. Were you a betting man? 54, by the way, the total. Uh, how do you see this game? Do you just see the Chiefs rolling them, or do you give uh, a puncher's chance to Joe Burrow and the Bengals? I do give them a puncher's chance. I think seven points is a pretty big number. So if I was, uh, you know, would I feel terrible taking the seven and just seeing what happens? I, I wouldn't. I fear the pass rush at Kansas City. I think that's the issue that I could see is it's not Josh Allen who's going to run as well and and make something out of nothing. I feel like in that environment that Burrow could be under some duress. But I think he's done nothing but, you know, shrug off a lot of stuff. I think he's really good. And I think him with Jamar Chase does give them a chance. So that's a, that's a fairly big number. It's tempting enough for me that I would consider it. And then in the, uh, in the nightcap, the NFC championship, obviously the aforementioned Niners, three and a half point dogs at the Rams. Not only have the Niners beaten the Rams twice this year, but it's six in a row for yeah. uh, Kyle Shanahan over Sean McVay. I do, I do like the Rams to win the game, but you know, from a betting standpoint, how could you go wrong? Just feeling like, you know what? I'll, I'll take, I'll just take the points and make the Rams prove it. That's kind of what I did. Uh, my philosophy was last week when they played Tampa was, I like the Rams' chances of getting Cam Akers back, but I want Stafford to prove it to me <laughs> against Tom Brady in that setting, and he did. So. Uh, you know, uh, they should win. The Rams should win. Uh, I, I feel like uh, the Stafford upgrade was a big one for them. I think getting Cam Akers back was a big one. But it's a, it's a division game. I mean, I think the 49ers have got to feel great about their chances. So uh, under that context, it's three and a half. It's not just three. Yeah. The, you know, hook. You, you, the, the hook, 
is enough for me to be interested in, in them and make the Rams prove it, right? Yeah. If the Rams prove it, good for them. Uh, but they, they still sort of have to prove it in that division game. I'm with you, and I have Rams futures to win the NFC, but I'm with you. If I'm landing right now, and I think as a hedge for me, I'm taking the Niners plus the three and a half. Uh, last thing, Mike, as we leave, just a, a your instinct, and it's only a speculative question, obviously. You think Tom Brady's retiring, or you think he's staying? Um, I would lean towards staying, just defaulting to the fact that when people are playing at a really high level and can make a ton of money and get glory, they usually do. So he has to prove it to me that he'll is serious enough to walk away. Mike, I appreciate you getting up early. Also being on video, man, I can't thank you enough. Great to see you. Absolutely. I would If I would have known we were doing video, I would have combed my hair and taken my hat off. But, hey, it's glad, <laughs> glad to be here, okay? It's, it's great. At Sando NFL, Mike Sando from The Athletic. Thank you. Appreciate it very much. Coming back, Will Hill, his thoughts on championship weekend. Next, it is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Bet on more than the final score with one game parlay at BetMGM. One game parlay is an exciting feature designed to help you make selections within a single game from over 400 bet types, including team and player props. Log into your BetMGM account, create your best parlay before the game starts. New to BetMGM? Sign up today and make your first bet risk free. Up to $1,000 with bonus code VSIN1000. You can place one game parlay bets on football, basketball, and more. Plus, you'll earn ML Life rewards that you can redeem for room nights and dining at any MGM resort nationwide. Try one game parlay today. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for Terms and conditions must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada and Mississippi. Skill Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. And this gentleman, uh, he hosts the New York City cast wherever podcasts are available. At not the Will Hill. That's two E's on the V. It's Will Hill, everybody. How you doing, Will? What's up, Gil? What's going on, man? Uh, I'm bringing parlay in for this, too. So Big Ben retires officially, right? We knew he mm-hmm. wasn't playing for the Steelers, and finally he used the language this morning of saying, I'm retiring. Okay. Um, who's the quarterback that would end up with the Steelers? So I know they're saying, hey, we were comfortable with Mason Rudolph. Come on. Uh, who's the quarterback that they could get that would immediately have you run to bet any number of futures on, whether it be uh, division conference or dare I say even a Super Bowl who's the guy is it Russell Wilson is it Kirk Cousins I think, 
Oh, I, th- I was going to say any of the big three, Rodgers, Wilson, or Watson. I'll go with Watson, but again, any of the big three, that's a pretty good defense. I, I think it's there's a lot of similarities between Breeze and Roethlisberger there last year where they kind of wasted like a top five-ish defense, some pretty good skill players. Uh, I, I think Watson, Wilson, Rodgers, any of them uh, w- would make them the favorite in that division. I'll go with Watson, though. Over the Bengals, over the Browns. That would that would put yeah. them at the top there. Jeffrey? I think so. Jeffrey? Rodgers. Only Rodgers. Rodgers. Uh, Will's probably right that any of those three would, at a bare minimum, vault them to being a heavy favorite to make the playoffs and, at worst, the second favorite in that division. The only problem that they have is, at least for Pittsburgh, that division looks like it's going to be pretty good next year Mm because you only assume Cincinnati's going to get better. Baltimore. Feels I didn't even like a, mention Baltimore, right? Baltimore feels like a team that will regress to the mean in a positive way after losing all those tight games down the stretch and losing their last six to miss the playoffs. Uh, but if it's Rodgers, look, if it's any of them, they'll, they'll be better. And Will's right. I mean, they made the playoffs, and Ben was so bad, so bad. this past year. So bad. And, the, I mean, Chrissy Andrews had it, right? Lifelong Steelers fan. They just had enough of great athletes on the defense that they would make up for everything, right? They would just make big plays and they'd win everything. Um, as you think about it in the AFC, like if you just power ranked quarterbacks in the AFC now, right? Let's just say Mahomes is one, okay? Mahomes is on his own tier one. But then you have the Burrow, Herbert, um, Allen trio, right? <laughs> it's just the load in the AFC. Now, what if Aaron Rodgers shows up in the AFC, right? He would immediately be in the Mahomes tier, right? So that would be five right off the top. Like, you can't do anything in that conference unless you have – because that's five teams right there with great quarterbacks. And so you have to just – and I know that I know that Herbert didn't make it, right? And I know that – and then there's Lamar Jackson, right, who didn't make it. He's clearly top six, too. So, I mean, good – you are so behind the eight ball in conference – in that conference in a way that you wouldn't be in the NFC. So you got to do something, right? You can't go with Mason Rudolph. You can't. You can't. And if you're like a team like the Jets, you better hope Zach Wilson's the answer. I mean, it, it's a really, it's such a loaded conference. And, you know, that's why this idea that the Bills, all oh, they'll be back next year. They'll be back plenty of times. You never know. I mean, the 2012 Oklahoma yep. City Thunder, the 2015 Mets. I'm sorry, Jeffrey, but sorry, you know, Jeff. they had all that young pitching. They lost that Royal Series. They really should have won that. I mean, they lost it in five. They could have won pretty much any of those games. And a lot of people say, oh, they'll be back next year. It's really hard to get back. I mean, you mentioned Lamar. Two years ago, they're 14 and two. Lamar has one of the great quarterback season of all time. MVP kind of an afterthought. Now it's just, you know, Denver still has a good roster. If they get a quarterback, who knows? Cleveland has a good roster. It's really hard to win. But think about that. Who had, who I didn't even mention in that, right? I didn't mention Tua. I didn't mention Baker Mayfield. I didn't mention Derek Carr. And like, no one would say any of those guys is bottom third of the NFL. I don't think maybe even not bottom half, according to some. So, I mean, that. Wow. I mean, if Rodgers ends up on an AFC team, just add another uh, just an impossible mountain to climb in that conference. All right, uh, championship uh, weekend. Let's start with the Chiefs. Let's start in the AFC. Why don't we? Chiefs seven-point favorites. It is Mahomes against Burrow. It is the Chiefs against the Bengals. Seven points, 54. What have you bet? What are you thinking about betting if a number moves here? Well, I have a Bengals 49ers exact Super Bowl matchup, 125 to one in my pocket, and I have 49ers 20 to one. So I haven't gotten out the Clippers yet to hedge. Uh, I actually did a little bit. I put Mahomes Super Bowl MVP plus 175, something like that. So I, I did hedge it a little bit in that sense. 
kind of talked myself into the Bengals being right in this game. You know, if you look at the Chiefs the second half of the year, I don't buy this fact that their defense, you know, is this great unit all of a sudden. Uh, a lot of their successes against the Jordan Loves, the Giants in the rain, that Monday night game. Uh, I think the Bengals will move the ball on and the Bengals move the ball on anybody uh, on anybody as long as they can protect reasonably well. Both teams averaged over seven yards per play the first matchup. Uh, to me, there's backdoor cover potential. If you can get the seven and a half, that's a key. I don't know if there's seven and a half still out there. Uh, I could see a lot of points here. I, I'm sure the Chiefs will get their points. The best bet probably in this game is Chiefs team total over because I think the Chiefs will move the ball at will. But I like the Bengals to cover. I think this will be a competitive game. Now, I'm interested to see what kind of strategy they'll use. Are they just going to say, you know, we'll, we'll get in a shootout with you? Are they going to just run mixed and try to slow the clock, you know, limit possessions? But uh, I think the Chiefs ultimately win the game, but I would pick the Bengals plus the seven at this point. You race, you race through the futures you have. I heard Niners 25 yeah. to one to win it all. Uh, Niners 20 to one to win the NFC and then a Bengals 49ers exact Super Bowl matchup 125 to one. Whoa, when did you get that? Yeah, right before the playoffs. 121, right the 125 playoffs. to one 49ers Bengals. Yeah. Man, what's up, Jeff? What you got? No, oh, we got some news. Got some news. I like Matt news. Eberflus, according to Adam Schefter, going to get the Bears job. Oh, so the Dan Quinn comments this morning go by the wayside. So Matt Eberflus gets the Bears job. So here come the here come the uh, we we thought that Hackett going to the Broncos would create a domino effect. I'm not sure if this is a domino effect or not, or if it's just going to create like a frenzy, like oh we better start, you know, because that's what happens, right? The fact that Hackett was going to take an interview in Jacksonville was enough for the Broncos to be like, we got to get this. If we want any shot at Aaron Rodgers, we better sign this guy right now. So the the Bears go with Eberflus. So that's the. Uh, that's the second of the morning. Nine vacancies currently in the National Football League this morning. Now seven with that. Okay. So, by the way, with your 20, 20 to 1 to win the NFC, you said, with the Niners? Yeah. Okay. So, what are you doing with that? I'll probably just hopefully get a lead with the Niners in the game. Maybe buy back on the Rams if I can get, you know, a 10 nothing lead or 7 nothing lead in uh, hedge out there. It's minus 185 on the money line. So it's not clean enough where I can yeah, just, you know, what uh, profit one. enough. I'm just going to wait. And plus I like the Niners in the game. Uh, I bet, I don't really think about this too much. I bet the Niners every time these teams play, I bet the Niners, I just think it's a good matchup. They're good against the run. That'll shut down the Rams, you know, uh, running game and take a, a lot of pressure onto Stafford. They don't have to blitz, which is a big thing with Stafford. Stafford's great against the blitz. Uh, everything they do on offense seems to work. Garoppolo's numbers are actually really good against the Rams. I like the 49ers. I don't know how you get to three and a half here. I, unless you're making home field uh, an advantage for the Rams, which I don't see. I don't know how you do that. To me, it's 50-50 at best. I think there's going to be a lot of Niners fans uh, in the stands. Remember that week 18 game. It was a Niners home game. Now, there's a, a ticket situation where maybe they're not going to sell the Niners. We'll see. Uh, I, I like the 49ers in this game. I think they win the game. Yeah. I See, I have the I have the easier one, right? I have the Rams futures. A lot of people yeah. have Rams futures. I have the Rams NFC future. Uh, again, from before the season, not the best number. I got plus 650, but again, one of those things like an Otani bet, which I got at 4-1, to one, which I later was like thrilled to have, and I know it's not like the coolest. People are like, oh, I can't believe you're getting him at 4-1. and one. You 4-1, to one, you could have had him at 33-1. to one. Yeah, brother, it ended up at minus a bajillion, so I'll take my 4-1. to one. Uh, So with the Rams at plus 650, I, I think I'm absolutely playing the 49ers plus the points because I think if I didn't have that, that's exactly how I would play this game anyway, but just for trying to hit both of them. Uh, Rams win the game, Niners cover. That's the way to play it. I know some people are doing uh, uh, Niners plus the points and the Niners money. I think I just might go Niners plus the points. Yours is a little more uh, dicey, 
Yeah, it's put dicier, it that way. a little dicier. So I might just let it ride. Hopefully, get a lead. Just uh, you know, kind of enjoy the games. I was really surprised it went back up to three and a half. I saw some threes briefly. Went right up to three and a half as soon as it hit threes. I'm surprised. Uh, maybe I'm missing something here. I thought it would close three. I didn't know if it would close under three. I'm surprised that three and a half is still out there. Okay. Enjoy the weekend, man, after the greatest weekend in the history of oh, football. Unbelievable. Oh, dude. It's going to be hard to match that one. Uh, I don't think we can even expect it, right? Like, we can't. We just, let's we'll just get enjoy. one good game and we'll get one blowout, probably. <laughs> yes. You be the judge of which one, which one that'll be. Thank you, Will. Enjoy the games, man. I appreciate it. All right. See you, Gil. See you, Jess. Bye, guys. Take care, man. The New York City cast at not the Will Hill is where you can get all those links. We'll also retweet them out. Matt Eberflus, uh, defensive coordinator of the Indianapolis Colts, reportedly the new head coach of the Chicago Bears. Who, who broke that? That was Schefter, and I would imagine that's going to open the door for Byron Leftwich to get the Jacksonville job. Well, I think he was headed there anyway. Dan Quinn, the uh, vacancies are narrowing. Crackman next, numbers game visa, these sports betting. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleha Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.